Hello and welcome to Season 1, Episode 5 of The Poll Party, brought to you by EMI Research Solutions. My name is Adam Jolly and joining me as my co-host is Roy Deneen. Hey, Roy. Hey, Adam. How are you? So great. Um, as always, Poll Party is brought to you by EMI Research Solutions. You can find us on Twitter at EMI underscore research. Poll Party is Poll Party Pod. My own personal Twitter is Adam Jolly, all one word. Roy, what's your Twitter? Uh, at research underscore Rory. How many followers do you have now? I think we're up by maybe 5%, so not many. We're at 10 last time, so being up 5%. Okay, okay, all right, all right. Putting a lot of good content out there, clearly. <laughs> Sweet. Uh, and if uh, you'd like to be a little bit longer than the Twitter allows you to be, you can reach us at email. That's pollpartypot at gmail.com, or you can leave us a voicemail or text, 312 620-7187, and we will mention you on the podcast. Rory, polling is starting to ramp up. Yeah, it is. Um, big time this last, I guess it's now like two weeks. Um, it's the, yeah, this is the impeachment episode yeah. of Party, right? <laughs> like I feel like every other podcast similar to this one. Um, so first we'll start out with the impeachment poll roundup. Uh, first, we're going to take a look at an article by 538. We will post it if you want to take a look yourself. Uh, this takes a look at the early polls. So it kind of takes a look at the at first upticks right after the impeachment uh, tr- look was uh, announced, not necessarily even formally, just a quick glimpse into it. It took a look at six different polls, YouGov, Huffington Post, Morning Consult Politico, Quinnipiac, Ipsos, Harris X, and the SurveyMonkey Business Insider. Jolly, what are your initial thoughts on the initial polls? Well, I think the initial polls is kind of a we maybe don't know everything yet. Um, And so while you saw increases in the overall change, and so what I thought was interesting that 538 did is they looked at um, the post-Mueller report, so, you know, around April 18th, then they went to post-Mueller testimony, was there any change, and then went to the post-Ukraine news. Um, so that's like September 20th. And so you saw upticks in each one of those. Um, but I think people were still hesitant because like comparing it to the Mueller report. And so um, this is kind of the noise and signal type thing, right? Um, so when you first have the post Mueller report where they are and the testimony, and there wasn't that many upticks on it uh, once something happened. So maybe people are a little bit more reserved on their initial thoughts for some of these polls um, as far as how much outrage or how much their concern is. What do you think, Roy? Yeah, I, I I think I agree with you every word you said, pretty much. Hey, <laughs> yeah, right. um, I think there's there's not going to be initial, especially since um, this is not the first time, right? We saw this with the Mueller report, um, so this one is is different, obviously. But I think that um, that's important to note and keep in mind uh, that people aren't going to immediately react because we've seen this before. We've reacted immediately before, um, and so this is almost just another tick. And so I think if this lasts longer, we're going to see more change. And so that kind of leads me into my another question for you. Do you think there's going to be a more dramatic shift the longer we wait? And we are going to look at later polls. Um, so this is just an initial question and maybe how you felt in the moment. I think so. Um, there's going to be a shift as more information comes out uh, because I think we've learned probably in the last five to six years with anything political, let alone this presidency is that something is going to develop. 
like something is going to come out to change. And like the initial is just the tip of the iceberg and that there always is some kind of fire with the smoke that we see, but not to really like react on the first news. And so I I definitely feel like it's going to keep going. Yeah. And another thing that we took a look at um, in this particular um, poll grouping um, was the disapproval versus impeachment. It's very different. Um, to see what people are disapproving of versus um, immediately jumping to, I want to see like, yes, for impeachment. Um, So you see more of a jump of people saying, you know what, I just disapprove of uh, the president and, or um, you kind of see a jump in there. Did you see that as well? Well, yeah, you're going to have your baseline of the people that are always disapproving no matter what the news is. Right. (laughs) Right. (laughs) That is like um, you have that. And for a lot of these polls that starts out at like 30 to 35%. And so that's why I think if you compare scandals is a strong word, but like if you, if you report <laughs> like incidences, um, eventually it's all going to mount up. Yeah. Right. And so that's where I think we're going as we talk about, let alone as more information comes out, like it starts with anything that you have. It's like, wow, what else could happen? And that, you know, memories aren't that short. And you start to see in polling, like you, you start off, like when we say, in any, when we're talking about politics, that somebody has a base. Base is important in a lot of different ways because you like you have your base of these are the loyalists that are always going to be with you. You also have your base of the people that are always going to be against you, and you have a baseline of what your thought is. And so, with every one of these polls, if you look at like at like you're automatically going to get thirty to thirty two percent going both ways, right? Um, and it's how you build on top of that that really matters because it's not just to have those those base amounts. And when there's things like the Mueller report and then going into the first Ukraine call and then you start getting, you know, the subpoenas are starting to go out and the impeachment inquiry is put and now it all starts to mount up yeah. and the polls are naturally going to start going uh, in more in more of the same direction. It's hard to stop the wave, right? Yeah, you're looking for big jumps, right? Right. In the polls, you never, you know, there's going to be quick jumps, but then there's going to be long lasting jumps. And those are the ones to keep an eye out for. So I think that that's really important. So now we're going to move on to more impeachment roundup news. Um, This one is was published on the 1st of October. So after the news had broken and kind of had been able to settle in and there was more uh, news coming out every day about it. This is a Yahoo News article. This took a look at five different polls. Um, It examined the CBS News poll, the Ipsos poll, CNN, Quinnipiac, and Monmouth. Um, Initial question, Jolly, does this change your mind about time? It definitely does not change my mind. It almost (laughs) underlines and bolds my thing about time is that as more things start to come out, um, the more people start to to get concerned. Um, And so that's the big thing. I do. You know, it would be a great poll to run out there is if people know what impeachment means. Oh, I agree. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> right. So like we know, and uh, I think I imagine with most people that are listening to this, like you're a educated person that know that impeachment is just something that Congress can do. And there's been two impeached presidents in the past. And then it moves on to the Senate for like a removal of office type thing. And that has to be, you know, over 60 percent of the Senate has to uh, remove you. So I don't get too caught up in this impeachment thing. And I don't yeah. think we do enough to educate what impeachment really means. I agree. Uh, at the same time, like, you know, when all this news started coming up and, and there started like the idea about an impeachment 
theory uh, inquiry, um, Trump said, if we start getting to 50 percent, if we start getting to some kind of majority, that's when we need to start worrying. And as time keeps going on, like we're starting to get there in a lot of these polls, um, even like, you know, the CBS News poll uh, that came out in this is 55 percent of Americans support the impeachment inquiry. Um that's big. And it, here's where it gets yeah. a little bit more worrying. It's like you would expect 87% of Democrats uh, approve it, but 23% of Republicans support the inquiry. Um, to me, that's, that's scary. That's big. Yeah. Right. Because <laughs> then you go, okay, so I think if you, if you really looked at the numbers, because the Democrats have the majority in the House, there is a better than not chance that they could get some kind of impeachment if they went around with the inquiry. But then if 23% of Republicans start to support it, you start to see how can you flip the Senate to getting close to that 6% for move of office. It's still going to be really hard. I don't know if any Republican would um, set their party back for years, but based off these polling numbers, there has to be some concern, right? Yeah. And I think another big word in there is inquiry, right? right. Nobody is saying, you know, that that's a different question then he should be we should be looking at impeachment you know just right. impeachment and i think the you know if you're saying that then maybe you're jumping the gun which is inquiry is kind of like i just want us to look into it um so i think that those are very different questions so i think you know survey design in this in this setting is very important uh, and care to give me your put on survey design and <laughs> all this <laughs> well yeah i think survey design is super important because it's kind of the the survey they have to there is a little bit of education that goes through it. Um, I think when you're looking at the demographics, you know, what type of people understand that? Um, and it goes beyond just how they're, how we're asking their demographics and what party they go yeah. with as well. Um, you know, last episode, we talked about the 6% undecided, yeah. you know, and is there a demographic and how the survey, you know, how someone would take a survey that would go towards that. Um, so I think that's the big change, yeah. right? And for the most part, we know a lot of polls are conducted all the same way. So there is no like variance in survey design or sample design either. Yeah, definitely. And so that leads us into um, some more news. Ipsos poll um, for this particular problem was featured on GMA. uh, And those details say that 64% feel that the encouragement of the foreign leader is a serious problem. 17% are surprised by his actions. Um, I thought that that was really interesting just in the wording of uh, each different majority. Um, so I thought that that was interesting. What's your take? Yeah. The not surprised by the action thing is a big one to me. Yeah. <laughs> right. I mean, how damning would that be? We're like, I think, I think we could probably get any Republican or, or the president to say like, you know what, my bad on that call, <laughs> but like maybe that wasn't like the best move for me to do, but for only for less than a fifth of people to be surprised by it. Like that kind of makes me feel like, uh, I, I feel a little dirty with yeah. that, you know, in the same Ipsos poll that w- we were just talking about, uh, they saw an 8% uptick as far as their favorability of impeachment too. Yeah. Um, and so that's what I think the important thing when we're talking about these polls and it, was, and it gets real hard sometimes is to look at like the same poll over time and kind of set the same bench lines. It's real easy to jump from like the Ipsos poll to the CNN poll to the Quinnipiac poll, those type, type things. But Ipsos has definitely seen a lot of volatility behind things. Um, and I, it's a little bit worrisome that uh, they feel inc- they, like that this is a serious problem over the majority feels that this is a serious problem, but they're not surprised by it. And so then you start to look at the integrity of the office and, uh, 
and how this just keeps ramping up. It's like we said earlier, you started at a base and now it keeps getting more and more. What are your thoughts, Roy? Um, I would agree for the most part. I think that it, it definitely kind of jumps away from the base. And I think that that's the key thing to keep your eye on. I think over time, we're again, that's when we're really going to see results. Um, of course, there's an uptick right away. Um, but I think over time, we'll see really where this this stands. And I think more news is uh, always important to hear and keep your eyes out to keep, to keep yourself informed and, and learning more as this progresses. Um, the next thing we're going to take a look at is Bernie's hospitalization. Uh, last week, we saw that Bernie Sanders was hospitalized. Um, it later came out that it was a heart attack. Um, where do we think this will affect him in the polls or will it affect him in the polls at all? Um, it's hard to say. And so I think the initial reaction when you're looking at this is Bernie currently running third in most of the Democratic polls out there. Uh, how is it going to it obviously doesn't help whenever you're off the campaign trail. Right. Yes. And so uh, he was. He's been at somewhere between, depending on what poll you look at, he's between 18 and 10% of the total still trailing Biden and Warren pretty hard. Um, if you look at real clear opinions, they're kind of um, somebody that tracks, it's easy to read chart as well as like where his points are and going back to when the announcement of that he was coming off the trail versus where he is now. Um, so since Thursday of last week, he has dropped three points. Yeah. Um, where that concern comes from, I don't know. What do you think? I think it's interesting because I also think we keep in mind that this is the second time. And before that, he was getting great fundraising numbers, which got to speak for something, right? right. Uh, not necessarily for the polls, but in general, there is somebody that's willing to fundraise and, and put money down for him. So that is something to keep in mind. But I also think that this is, um, you can, you don't want to be off the trails. You don't want to not be speaking to the voters and you don't want to just be, you know, using, um, emails and that sort of thing to support your campaign. So um, I agree with you in that part, but I, I do think we have to keep in mind um, how he was doing beforehand and, and keep pushing through on that one. Yeah. Do you think that, um, so where Bernie is right now, um, an older candidate that then has some kind of health issue, um, does that go into the polls at all? Do you think? Like think if, if you're voting for something like, not to say that everyone looks at a candidate like a used car and they're trying to get the lowest miles or something like that, yeah. but that comes into polling at some point, right? And maybe that kind of explains the three-point drop. At the same time, in office right now, we have the oldest living president. So yeah. I don't know. If that, I don't really know <laughs> if it matters, right? Um, I I think it does. Um, I think when you have a health concern, that's more so than age, right? Because right. I, you know, don't necessarily look at people's ages as the first profiling point on a presidential candidate. You should start. You, should, you, should. <laughs> you really should. You know, no age discrimination. But at the end of the day, when you start seeing some sort of health concern, that is concerning, right? That's that's hard to to kind of get around and, and think through um, as a voter, because you you know that's a change that mm -hmm. we weren't expecting um, or something that we might have to deal with later on. I, I agree. And I, uh, to me, um, that's the thing that kind of gets me because I don't think age matters as much, but health maybe does. Um, Cause it's not like the, the three leading democratic candidates are spring chickens. Yeah. Um, and then obviously Trump being what, the oldest to ever take office. So maybe yeah. nobody cares, especially when, if you look at the majority of voters are in that boomer, bo baby boomer generation. Uh, so maybe it doesn't matter, but when you start to add in the health as well, I, I can't imagine that it's helped Bernie and all of that could probably explain the three point drop. 
Yes, definitely. Uh, so now we're going to move into drum roll, please. There may not be one, but here we go. <laughs> the poll of the week. Today we're going to be looking at the Post Center poll on the union opinion of the UN. Ooh, stumbling over my words there. Um, <laughs> so we're going to be taking a look at partisan views. Um, in particular, it's been pretty steady. It's high with the Dems, low with the Republicans. Uh, independents are in the middle with a 60% favorability overall. Um, I think that this is really interesting because this is the 74th session of the UN General Assembly. And we're seeing an overall po- positive image over all countries. Um, in particular, we're seeing seven countries are in favor, three countries are unfavorable, and nine have remained the same since the last poll. Yeah. Uh, this is a wild poll to me because uh, I'll be honest, I don't, uh, I would probably, there's a really high percentage of don't knows with a lot of this. Yeah. <laughs> and I think I would probably be in that don't know. Um, I think as if you're being polled on your favorability of the UN, I don't know if a lot of people know what the UN does. And I know the focus of the last um, couple weeks ago was the climate control. Um, but you look at the people that are high for unfavorable is really what grabs me. So you Very see Israel at 65% unfavorable, Russia also, you know, really high at uh, 43% as far as unfavorable, Greece, 36. I mean, I can imagine that is an economic thing uh, for the problems that they have had. <laughs> um, but the U S at 33%. And as you said, like it's, uh, it's, probably not very favorable as we see if you split it among Republicans versus Democrats. Um, I don't know. It's hard to read for me. I don't think enough people know what the UN does. And so if you are, here's how I see it. If you don't know what the UN does and you see the president is going to speak to the UN about climate control and he like maybe doesn't view it as, you know, I don't think there's a lot of nationalism, um, internationalism. There's definitely nationalism (laughs) um, for that Republican base. And so maybe they just don't, they're just naturally will never view it as a big deal. Right. Um, The UN was a big stepping stone. Uh, Climate change being a big part of what they're talking about and kind of the Republican view of climate change probably doesn't help either. Um, I wonder if they could compare this to past UN meetings, maybe even like the Obama administration as well, because Obama was really big on the UN, right. And trying to use the international favor. Um, What are your thoughts? Just looking at this. Yeah, I definitely think it it kind of plays a role in who you're looking at and who your leader is, right? Because, you know, most people, if you're in favor of the um, leadership of a country, then you're probably going to be for or against it, depending on what they are, right? Um, One thing that I thought was really interesting about this particular poll is that based on age, more younger people were favorable um, than older people, which I thought was kind of an interesting um, little fact that kind of went in there. Or insight, I guess. Right. You know, and that tells a different story about um, where we lie as as different uh, generations, I guess. It is. Uh, I think maybe the younger generation have that more international type feeling and realize it's a whole global thing, especially when you think about climate change. Uh, I did, you know, later, like scrolling down the article at Pew, then when they broke it up across partisan um, – this kind of holds true. Like there hasn't been as much separation of the parties as I kind of thought there would be, Yeah, you know, like I, I mean, the Democrats have always thought more favorably of it. Um, Republicans have always found it less favorable. Um, so I don't know if this is like the biggest news in the world, but I think, you know, go, even when you go back to like 2006, you know, when Bush was president, it was at 38 and now it's 36. 
And so maybe that is just like where it's ever always going to be as far as that Republican view. Yeah. And I think overall, nothing seems all that shocking about no. this poll. Like I don't look at this poll and go, oh my gosh, so many big insights coming out of this that we didn't know before. Yeah. It's um, as it, it, the article states, it's pretty stable. It's pretty steady. Everything remains the same over time. And so it only changes a little bit. And part of me thinks maybe it has something to do with the fact that people aren't familiar with what the UN is. 100%. Right. Um, so, you know, they don't have a huge opinion. They're not, you know, totally on the right or on the left about it because they don't necessarily know. Right. I love it. I, I'd love to learn more about the, U, the UN. Yeah. Besides just can. how big of a headache it is to get in out of LaGuardia. Oh, Believe me, I know. So now we're going to move on to the next drum roll. Let's do it. What's next? The quiz of the week. I'm so excited. I have no idea. I'm completely blind here. Yeah. Well, I've already taken it, so I know mine, but we'll see at the end. Uh, We're going to find Adam Jolly's perfect U.S. city for him. Oh, oh my gosh. Yes. You've been doing a lot of traveling lately, so um, we thought we might find a new city for you to go to. (laughs) I love this. Okay, let's Perfect do this. Perfect U.S. city for me. I'm gonna I'm gonna guess right now, based off who I am. A little bit of party, a little bit of serious. I like art, but not too much. I'm gonna go with New Orleans or Atlanta as my guess going into it. But let's see. Let's see. Here okay, we go. let's let's see. Um, I'm gonna ask you to pick a sandwich: an Italian sub, a lobster roll, a Cuban, a katsu which is a pretty much chicken sandwich. If you don't know what it is, don't choose it, right? Yeah, I'm not going <laughs> to. Grilled cheese or a po' boy? Uh, po' boy. The next question is pick a party dip. Okay. Guacamole, spinach artichoke, baba ganoush. <laughs> I wish I said that wrong. Right. It would have been funny. <laughs> better. Pimento cheese. I may have said that one wrong. Oh, that was good, yeah. Queso or baked crab? Uh, pimento. I love a good pimento cheese. Uh, I went with guacamole. I'm, right. you know, right. pretty basic, I, get it. I guess. Pick a dessert. Apple pie, ice cream sundae, fritters, bananas foster, strawberry shortcake, or chocolate mousse? Uh, chocolate mousse because it's sweet and kind of light. Uh, can you guess what I picked? What did you pick? Strawberry? Oh, no, apple pie. Apple pie. You love All apples. About the apples. That's what it is. Yeah, always <laughs> apples. Pick a type of eggs. It's a lot of food. Fried, oh, poached, omelet, soft-boiled, scrambled, or hard-boiled. They're really leaving omelet up to interpretation. Like, you can have whatever omelet you want. <laughs> <laughs> um, I will go with fried. Fried. Yeah, I'm an over-medium guy, too. Over media. Yeah, I don't like a lot of runny. Interesting. There you go. <laughs> now Just for gonna... anyone out there looking to cook me eggs. Um, so now we're going to go with pick a cheese. I'm going to pronounce half of these wrong. You know, I don't really like cheese. You got to pick one. Okay, I'll go. I'll go in. Not pick one. Okay. Camembert. Camembert. We're going to mm-hmm. go with that. The sure. Mozzarella. Feel free to chime in and tell me how to say them. Mozzarella, gorgonzola, feta, gutier. What is Gruyere. it? Gruyere. Gruyere. And gouda. Uh, Gruyere, please. Uh, of course. <laughs> Pick a drink or cocktail. Gin and tonic, peach iced tea, dirty martini, sangria, bloody mary, or frozen rosé. Frosé, some might say. <laughs> Gin and tonic, please. Everyone knows. <laughs> my favorite drink to have my feet in the grass. Come on. 
Now, pick a international vacation spot. Oh, my gosh. Hong Kong, St. Lucia, Marquise, or Marquesh. Marrakesh. Marrakesh. Oh, yeah. nice try, so Rory. Cultured. <laughs> Paris, Sydney, or Cartagena? Cartagena. Wow, I'm really not Give me Paris. Oh, that's what I chose, too. Oh, 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 oh. Oh my goodness, you got Brooklyn, New York. What? Just across the bridge from its neighbor, Manhattan, Brooklyn is teeming with energy, excitement, art, culture, and awesome food. You'll find everything from cheap eats and authentic hole in the wall eateries to high end restaurants serving farm to table menus. I'm shocked. Yeah. Brooklyn? Brooklyn. Not just New York, Brooklyn. I'm definitely not Brooklyn. I got Seattle, Washington. I can see it. Yeah. You are kind of rainy. I don't even know. I think you could either. catch a fish if I threw it at you. Yeah. You know what? <laughs> and I love a good pair of rain boots. So that's what I'm taking True. out of it. Yeah. Wow. Brooklyn. <sighs> I'm wearing a plaid shirt today. So that kind of stinks that bad timing. Yeah. I can't grow a beard. Yeah. It's going to be a tough time for you. What am I going to do there? Do I need to come up with something artisanal? I think you'll find your place. I feel like Brooklyn has all different kinds of people. Like there are the stereotypes, but yeah, you know, everybody ends up in Brooklyn. There is, yeah. I mean, there's plenty of room for a 37 year old white dude that likes hip hop and really gets into basketball stats. I think it fits more than, you know, <laughs> this is great. <laughs> awesome. What, I love the quiz of the week. Every week is a little bit better. Uh, that'll do it. Let's wrap it up. Yeah. <laughs> um, Tune in in two weeks to come back with another episode of the Poll Party Podcast. Uh, hopefully, we'll have some more things like as far as baseline to go up against for some of these impeachment type polls. I think that'd be a good thing for us to to scale back to. Um, as always, you can find us on Twitter, EMI underscore research, Poll Party Pod, Adam Jolly, and Rory. What's yours again? At research underscore Rory. Awesome. And then email us at pollpartypod at gmail.com if you want to be a guest, if there's a particular poll that you want to um, highlight on or any changes that you think need to be made um, to polling. Also, you can leave us a voicemail at 312-620-7187. You can also text us on that line as well. Rory, anything you want to add? No, I am all good. It's been fun. Awesome. See you guys in two weeks on the poll. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.